Hi and welcome to the Chad Show podcast. I'm Chad, your host. We are going to listen to a special program right now. I hope you are blessed by these programs. You can find me on your favorite podcast platform. You can find access to them to these podcasts on Google Podcasts, the Anchor app, Spotify, and on YouTube. I will link each in the description box below. All you need to do is to type in the search bar of Google and type in the Chat Show Podcast. Alright, now let's go to the podcast and I'll see you there. Aloha. Here we are in the first and second grade classroom where Miss Asatani is doing natural habitats of animals. Hello, yes, we're doing natural habitats. So all the kids, it's a family project. So the kids did it with their families and then they wrote up their little reports in class and put up our cards. So enjoy!
pictures that we drawn. We have their names, positions, colors, and facts about them. That is amazing. And the kindergartners did this all by themselves. Thanks, church family, for tuning in to our monthly recap from Columbia AG. We hope you enjoyed our broadcast and check out our Facebook page for regular updates. Until next time, this is Brennan and Kylie signing off. Good morning, happy Sabbath, and aloha. Welcome to the Honolulu Central Seventh-day Adventist Church. We hope that you're having a wonderful Sabbath so far. We are happy to be able to gather together here to worship, and I want to just bring a few things to your attention. Uh, if you are visiting with us today for the first time, or the first time in a long time, we want to invite you to just, after church is over, sometimes I forget that part, but we want to invite you after church, out the main doors there in the back, there will be a special gift for you. And again, that's if you're visiting for the first time or the first time in a long time. Kids, <clears throat> there's lots of stuff for you. Uh, you guys, most of you, unless you're visiting with us or it's your first time, you know about our word search. They're there in the back. You pick up a blank. You, well, it's not blank, but you pick up a word search. You find all those words. And after church is over, we have a prize box. We have all kinds of really awesome stuff there. We have keychains. We have light up, light up uh, yo-yos. We have balloons. We have stretchy balls. There was, a, there was apparently a big load of stretchy crocodiles that came in because I, I may have over-purchased stretchy crocodiles, but uh, uh, you can never have enough stretchy crocodiles. Um, and don't forget, just in case, there's some really cool socks. That's not really a thing in Hawaii, I found out after I bought them, but that's okay. Um, so kids, we have that going on also. At Children's Story Time, we're going to announce our winners of the Keiki Kala Jar uh, coin guessing contest. So make sure you stand by, stand by for that. Um, now let's see. Uh, after church today, we do have a, we do have a couple options. We have carry away lunch out on the lanai. You just go out, there'll be tables set up. There'll be some prepackaged lunches you can take with you. Or you can join. Uh, we have several different smaller potluck groups that meet around the facility and so you can uh you can join up with one of them rumor has it tom you're gonna like this ron you might like it too rumor has it that there's some indian food so uh you might have to check out and see where that that's just a rumor okay and we know how we know how we don't like rumors in churches right so so hopefully it's true you know um, but anyway, that, so there's lots of choices there uh, for after the service. Um, also, uh, on, on Tuesday nights, uh, we have, during the month of February, our drive-in movie series is focused on black history movies. Uh, this Tuesday night, we're going to, I think it's going to be Remember the Titans. 
If you haven't seen that movie in a long time and never seen it, it's about uh, two schools, one predominantly black, one predominantly white, and they have to integrate. And it, it kind of focuses on the sports teams and, and, and kind of follows the story there. So <clears throat> that's Tuesday night. Uh, and then on, uh, in, in two weeks, two weeks from today, we have our next Connie Kapila Vespers. Uh, that's where we get together. There's a lot of singing and some testimonies and story sharing. So uh, if, you're, if you're going to be here, um, that would be a, a great thing. I think it starts at 5 o'clock. So be aware that that is going on. Um, and then we have a, uh, the music department from Hawaiian Mission Academy is having a paint night uh, on the 27th. And I believe, uh, Zobio, were you wanting to... Or you just wanted me to talk. You didn't. You didn't want to. Did you want to come up, or did you just want me to? Okay, she's going to have a sign-up sheet. Is it up today or next week? Possibly today. Definitely next week. <laughs> or come talk to Zoviel uh, if you want to reserve your spot. Now, there's a couple of different ways you can help. One is if you want to take a painting lesson. Uh, it's watercolor, uh, acrylic, acrylic. Okay, so painting, painting snob here in the front. No, uh, it's okay. It's a, by the, way, the way it comes out of your clothes is much different. Um, but there, there's an acrylic paint. I believe there's 35 spots for adults and 15 spots for kids. If you don't want to learn how to paint, but you still want to help, uh, there's also going to be a carry out, like a bento style carry out dinner. So, um, so make sure you, you get signed up or see Zoviel about that. Uh, in also having to do with our schools, uh, you just saw our video. Thank you, Brennan. You have a you have a future in uh, broadcasting, I see, right? He says he says maybe. Um, no no means maybe. Is that in the broadcasting world? Um, but you saw so you our schools are now open for registration, and uh, the websites uh, hopefully have this kalamaiki.org and hawaiianmissionacademy.org. Um, and you can look into more information about our, our schools and, uh, and getting signed up and registered for that. Um, all right. Uh, we, at this time, want to uh, invite our, our praise team to come up. And uh, Peter and Sophia, wow, this is like two times in three weeks. This is, this is, this is amazing. So at this time, we just want to say... We want you to be able to, to know that we, we're, we are here today for one purpose. We are here not for announcements. We are here to worship God. And so we want you to, uh, to hopefully be able to tune out the things of the world and for, these, and for these hours here of the Sabbath to be able to worship God with all of our heart, all of our mind, and all of our spirit. So uh, Peter, Sophia, uh, lead us out. Good morning. So happy to be here again. Feels like I was just here. <laughs> um, yeah, so our opening worship song this morning is Friend of God. Because we are all friends of God, aren't we? And sons and daughters, so
so true. We would be lost without Jesus Christ, without our God. Our, our uh, call to worship is from Psalm chapter 126. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. I invite you to stand for our opening hymn, number 341, To God Be the Glory, Great Things He Has Done, hymn 341. I thought Uncle Ron was busy, that's why we're going to sing from front. Uh, I see him over there, so how come you're not leaving out? Uh...
gracious Father in heaven, great things you have done. We cannot number them. We cannot fathom the depth of how wonderful your deeds are. And so all we can do is offer ourselves to you. Our hearts, our minds, our lives, every breath we take, all that we have and all that we are is yours. Because you are a great and a wonderful God. Please come join us. Hear our worship. May it be a wonderful sound in your ears until that day when we can sing our praises to you face to face and the earth made new. We thank you for this opportunity to worship in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. All right. Over the last few weeks, we have had a money jar outside. And our young people have, week by week as they've been here, taken their best guess at how many coins we had. I wish that some of them were right. Uh, you know, I would like to have had a million pennies. Um, however, I do, I want to call up a few people, right? And then, I'll, then we'll have, when we, when we, then we'll have the rest of our, our young people come up for our children's story. But before that, I'd like to have Caroline Maim, Fayu uh, Uleu, Gianna Aswega, Chloe Ellis, Oksana Bonilla, and Uriah Bonilla, if you would come up. I know I know one or two of them are not here. Oh, yes, and one more. Oh, can't forget this one. Uh, Serenity, Ikeda, if you would come up too. Now, I made the unfortunate mistake. Oh, oh, switch to this. I made the unfortunate mistake of not writing down exactly what it was you got your prize for. Okay, which... Um, which, which thing you got right, whether it was pennies or, or whatever. So, um, but, but you guys are the ones that guessed closest or some semblance of closest. So here you go. Now, you, Miss Serenity, now you're used, you're used to winning, aren't you? Kind of? Okay. Pastor Bonilla reminded me when I told him who the winners were that he said he thought he remembered you being the big winner on our last contest as well. So, so what you're going to get is, when I'm done with the children's story, you're going to get the, the money jar. Okay, can you carry it? It's pretty heavy. Okay, all right, so you guys can stay up here, and I'm going to invite the rest of our young people to come on up. It is time for our children's story, so... Young people, come on up. This morning. 
All right, exciting. We have adventures today and Pathfinders has some stuff going on. But uh, I want to tell you a story this morning about a lady who got some coins. In fact, she had 10 coins. Now, there's more than 10 coins in here. In fact, there was over a thousand coins in here. Um, in fact, there was there was like a 1,800 or something like that. 1,800 coins in here. But she had 10 very special coins, and they were most likely given to her. Her story is found in Matthew chapter 25, and more than likely, her coins were for her upcoming marriage, her upcoming wedding, and so they were very special to her, but the Bible says that she lost one of her coins, and she couldn't find that coin anywhere. She looked all over, and so she got out her broom, and she began to sweep her house, and she swept all the corners. She swept through all the rooms in her house, and she didn't realize there was that much dirt, and some at some point while she was sweeping guess what she found she found her coin her missing coin and she was so happy that she had found her missing coin that the bible says she called all of her friends and she had a big celebration because what had been lost had been found and so the next time you see a coin okay I want you to remember when you see any kind of a coin, if it's a quarter or a nickel or even a penny, remember how much, how happy she was when she found that coin. And that's how happy and even more happy that Jesus is when we tell him that we love him. All right. And that was the point Jesus had in telling that story was how happy heaven is when one of us decides that we want to live for Jesus Christ okay so that's how you can make heaven happy is you can live for Jesus all right let's go ahead and bow our heads we'll have a word of prayer our gracious father in heaven thank you for this beautiful Sabbath day I thank you for each and every one of these young people and the guesses that they made for the coin jar and Lord my prayer is that every time they see a coin no matter what it is that they would remember how much that you how much you love them and how much you want to have them love you in return. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, kids, go ahead. Grab a bucket or a container. Make your way through and pick up the children's offering. Where did Serenity all deliver this? Thank you. Kayla, that is such a happy song. <laughs> I just love hearing that each week. 
All right, our special music today, we have a very special guest, and uh, maybe she'll tell you how far she came just to sing special music. Well, okay, maybe not just for that, but uh, Hattie Martin is here, um, and you can find, uh, you can come on up, Hattie, you can find her music on, uh, I believe it's uh, Lamar Ministries, that's two R's, Lamar Ministries, LLC, and it's dot, dot com. So she's going to have our special music for us now and after the sermon. So Hattie, welcome to Honolulu. Thank you. Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. It's fine. 
Sabbath. Brothers and sisters in Christ and church family, we have many good things in life, blessings from the Lord. So it's time to say thank you to the Lord. Uh, I would like to request for those who are able to kneel as we pray. Only those who are able to kneel as we pray. Our Father God in heaven, the creator of heaven and earth and all that is in them. We come before your holy presence to praise you and to thank you for all your goodness to us. We come to you bringing all our burdens because you are God of love, asking you to forgive all our sins and cleanse us with your love and righteousness. Lord, Bless also our divine hour of worship, that we may fully enjoy our fellowship with you and with one another as we meditate upon your holy words. Bless extend your blessing, Lord, to our brothers and sisters who are not here with us to worship you for whatever reason. Please attend to their needs, especially those who are sick, to get well soon. Lord, Comfort also those who lost their loved ones. As we are assured in the Bible that when the day will come in the second coming, we will meet them again. Bless them, Lord. Bless also, Lord, all the ministries of the church, not only here in Honolulu, but throughout the world that we can reach out for those who are in need and spread the gospel of Jesus. Bless also, Lord, our church leaders, our pastors, elders, deacons, and everyone. Bless also, Lord, our national leaders, that they may do that they will do the right thing. Bless also, Lord, our men and women in uniform under harm's way. May your protection be upon them as they defend our freedom. Our Father God, pour us now with your Holy Spirit and fill up this whole central church and give the full measure to our beloved minister, Pastor Travis Seeger, whom you chose this morning to deliver to us your holy word, our bread of life. As we can feel, as we can feel, Lord, what a glorious experience of joy in your presence. Thank you, Lord, for your love and grace and for Jesus who died on the cross and shed his blood to save us from our sin. 
all these things we ask in the most powerful and gracious loving God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Happy Sabbath, church family. For those of you with your Bibles, I ask that you please turn with me to the book of Psalms. The book of Psalms, chapter 123, the whole chapter, all four verses. Unto thee lift I up mine eyes, O thou that dwellest in the heavens. This is a New King James Version I'm reading. Behold, as the eyes of servants look unto the hand of their masters, and as the eyes of a maiden unto the hand of her mistress, so our eyes wait upon the Lord our God, and so that he have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we are exceedingly filled with contempt. Our soul is exceedingly filled with the scorning of those that are at ease and with the contempt of the proud. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his word. Thank you, Hattie. I was just thinking that if you didn't come all the way here, just for special music, that maybe we need to make it that way. Um, thank you so much for, for sharing with us and uh, to each one who has uh, participated in this service. We love to be able to gather together and worship our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to worship our great and our wonderful God. And we want to often remind us that is why we're here. Uh, and that is for one purpose, and that is the purpose to worship our God. We have been embarking on a series through the life and ministry of Moses. And last week, uh, it, it, you know, Moses, it took 80 years for God to get to the point of saying, okay, Moses, it's time to go. And uh, when they get there, Moses goes in, uh, he tells Pharaoh, hey, we want to go out and worship. We'll go worship God. Let us go for a few days. And Pharaoh not only says no, he says, now you're going to have to work harder. You're going to have to make those bricks without straw. You're going to have to go collect your own. And the leaders of the people, they go in and they see Moses. They go see Pharaoh. And Pharaoh says to them, you are lazy. That's what you are. You're lazy. Get back to your work. And as they come out, they see Moses and Aaron. And they say to Moses and Aaron, how dare you? You made us stink in the eyes of Pharaoh. So the people of Israel are facing quite a difficult obstacle in their quest for freedom. They have the, the immovable object. Pharaoh, has, Pharaoh is dug in. He is not going to change his mind. And we find in life that quite often happens to us. We believe, in fact, sometimes we believe God has promised us that he is going to give us something or he's going to take us to a certain place or he's going to give certain things in our lives. But there is something that is just blocking the way. There is an obstacle there. And I want us to think for a moment as we start this sermon about perspective. 
If you've ever had the uh, unfortunate uh, experience of driving from uh, Casper, Wyoming to Yellowstone, um, there's not a lot there. It, it's, it's, a, it's pretty much desert all the way there. And uh, you drive through, the, and, and, and so I, I had to, one summer, I made that drive two or three times. And I remember the very first time I did it, you come out of the little town of Shoshone, population, I don't know, three or 400, and you come out of the town of Shoshone and you start driving towards a mountain. And you're supposed to drive through that mountain. And as you're coming toward it, it just looks like this one solid mountain. And I remember the first time looking at it saying to myself, how am I supposed to get through? Am I, am, is the road going to turn and I'm going to go around it? Do they expect my Ford Escort to go over that thing? What I didn't know until I actually got right up to it was that the mountain was split. And you could drive through, it was called the Wind River Canyon. And you drove through the Wind River Canyon, and, and then you came up to the town of, of Thermopolis on the other side. You see, all I could see from my perspective on the ground was this big mountain that I could do nothing about. I couldn't go through it. I, it would be very, take me a long, long time to go around it. That's what I saw. But you see, if I could have been above, I could have seen that there was a road going right down the middle of that mountain. You see, as a human, I only see the mountain. I sometimes can only see the obstacle. I can only see what's in front of me blocking my path. But we serve a God who sees from up above. He sees where we are. He sees where he's taking us. He knows what the obstacles are, and he knows what the pathway is through it. My task is not necessarily to know exactly exactly what I'm going to do next. My task is to trust that God will get me from where I am to where I am going. The children of Israel are in a tough spot. As they look at the situation as we, as we left it last week, they are a defeated people. They have been enslaved. They have been made to work to make bricks for Pharaoh, and now it is impossible. He, they've taken away the, the materials that they need. And the children of Israel are beside themselves, angry at Moses and Aaron, angry at Pharaoh, believing that there is no path forward. All they can see is the obstacle. But we know something. We know that God works powerfully. But today I want us to consider this. God's power works in ways I will never fully understand. See, we sometimes set out to understand God. We sometimes set out, whether we mean to or not, we end up judging God. We say things like, God isn't fair. How can I say that? How can I possibly know? I see this one little thing. God sees all. And yet I sometimes step out as judge of God. I sometimes wonder, does God know what he's doing? God's power works in ways I will never fully understand. That's why the Bible says that the just will live by faith. 
we walk by faith, not by sight. Because if I was driving by sight, I would not have gone to the mountain there in Wyoming. Exodus chapter 6 is where we pick up the story. The Israelites are down and God shows up and God says to Moses in Exodus chapter 6 and verse 1. Now. It can't get any lower. <laughs> You're already slaves. You're already given a task to do that you can't even do. Making bricks without straw. He says, now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand, now listen to this, he will send them, and with a strong hand, he will drive them out of his land. D do you hear that? <laughs> Wait a minute. Pharaoh is bound and determined to keep us in the land. Pharaoh is bound and determined to make us slaves. Pharaoh is bound and determined to keep us chained up. Pharaoh is bound and determined to make us his servants. And God says, that same Pharaoh, that same one who is enslaving you, the same one who is, who is, who is chaining you up, who's making you work day and night from sunup till sunset, that same Pharaoh is going to tell you to go out of his land to your, to your, to yours. I wouldn't have thought that Pharaoh would have been the vehicle. Would you? If, if somebody said, hey, uh, Israel, you, do you know who's going you know to tell you to leave? You know who the active agent is who's going to tell you to get out of the land? <laughs> Pharaoh. Like, no, I looked down the list of odds, and Pharaoh was at the bottom. But you see, here's the truth. God's power works through people I will never fully understand. It is Pharaoh who will accomplish the work of God. It is Pharaoh who will say, get out of my land. It is Pharaoh who will say, I don't want you here anymore. It is Pharaoh who will say, I release you from your servanthood. Just get out. See, all we can see is the mountain. But God knew what was going to happen. God could see the entire scene. My task is not to live by what I see. My task is to live by faith in a God of ultimate power. My task is to say, I don't understand. I don't always see the beginning from the end. I, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. And yet I will live by faith that God sees and that God directs the paths. God says this, watch me turn your biggest obstacle into your door to freedom. God says, watch me turn your biggest obstacle into your greatest opportunity. <clears throat> um, you guys know I came here from Chicago. came here from the Hinsdale Church. And uh, 
they, they, it was a it was a hospital church. Okay, by the time I got there, it really wasn't a hospital church. There was an Adventist hospital across the street. Um, but the membership of the church, there there had been some there had been some things that had happened. I'll just leave it at that. And the membership of the church had dropped from eighteen hundred to nine hundred over the course of about thirty years. And when I came into a board meeting or elders meeting, they said there was kind of this attitude that if only the hospital would hire more Adventists, if only the hospital would bring back, it used to be 40% Adventists working at the hospital, now it's between 2 and 3%. If only they would bring back more Adventists, our church would be full again. They said... <clears throat> And, and so it was kind of this—it was kind of a defeatist attitude. Like, if only that would happen. I said, "Hold on a second. Let me get this straight. You mean to tell me that there is a building across the street that employs fifteen hundred people, only about forty of which are Adventist, and you don't see that as an opportunity?" That's 1,000, roughly 1,460 people work in that building that says Adventist on it. And you don't see that as an opportunity? By the way, they said, well, what are we going to do? I said, you're going to bring a whole bunch of cookies. And we're going to package those cookies up and we're going to take them over to the hospital. And we're going to have the chaplains take us all around the hospital. And we're going to drop off cookies at every single station in that hospital. did that for a couple of years and by the way this is this is this is kind of just a bonus um i ended up in that hospital uh, one january and uh, as i was sitting there in the in the er the uh the, the pa the physician assistant came in she looks at me and she says i know you and i said yeah yeah probably i'm the pastor from the church across the street our services are on television you know big celebrity says, no, 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 I don't see that. I don't watch that. Uh, you bring cookies. Hey, you know what? I got treated better as the guy who brought cookies than I would have as the guy on television. <laughs> God turns obstacles into opportunities. And God uses people that I will never fully understand. How could God use Pharaoh? Of all the people on the planet, if there had been a list of names, he would have been at the bottom. There's no way God could ever use Pharaoh. See, sometimes we discount people. We look at people, oh, God could never use that person. Oh, no, no, no. I, you, you know, I know what that person did. I know what that person's up to. God could never use them. Uh-uh. Oh, don't be so fast to judge. You see, God uses people. By the way, he doesn't use Pharaoh in a positive way. It's not that Pharaoh wanted to be used. But it's the power of God who works through Pharaoh and events that happen. God says, watch me turn this obstacle into an opportunity. Be careful when we judge that person in our life. Because God might be using them to send us someplace better. God might be using them for something, some way to spread his gospel that we could never imagine. 
told that God works in mysterious ways, and sometimes he works through mysterious people. God says, now watch what I will do. Watch me take your worst enemy and turn him into the person who says, get out of my land. Go back to your home. God's power works through people I will never fully understand. So God goes back to Moses and Aaron and says, now listen, here's a reminder. Here's who I am. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob. He says, but I never told them my name. It's only you I shared my name with. He says, I want you to go back. Exodus chapter 6, starting in verse 6. Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord. I am Yahweh. Remind them of my name. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will deliver you from slavery to them. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. I will take you to be my people and I will be your God. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God who has brought you out from under the burden of the Egyptians. And I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give you it for a possession, for I am the Lord. God's power works in situations I will never fully understand. See, it's interesting as, as we read this story. You see what God did? God took Israel to the lowest point he could possibly take them. It doesn't get any worse than where Israel is at right now. They're slaves. Their job is impossible. There's no hope for freedom. It couldn't get much worse than it is right now. And God says, that's exactly the way I need it to be. Because I need you. Israel, let, me, let me explain this to you. What's Israel about to do? Now, we, we know this because we know the rest of the story. Israel is about to be taken out of Egypt and become its own nation. Right? It's about to be taken away from Egypt. Now there's going to be 40 years of unfortunate wandering in the wilderness. But the plan is for Israel to become its own people, its own nation. And God says, you are not ready. You are slaves. You are servants in a strange land. I need you. I need you to understand that I your God am powerful. I am able. I can do wonderful things. I can do amazing things. And so what I need you to understand, Israel, is that when you are the most helpless, when you are the most down and out, when you are the most unable to help yourself, that's when I will act. And that way, when we get out of Egypt, you will know to trust me. You will know to follow me. You will know to walk by faith. Sometimes we wonder, why, does, why is my situation so bad? It might be so bad so that God says, now I want you to see how wonderful I am. You see, God had a place he was taking Israel, and he needed their attention. He needed their complete and total faith. So he says, yes, your situation's bad. Now watch me do the delivering. God's power works in situations I will never fully understand. The Israelites could have, it's getting worse. Let's
let's blame Moses. Let's blame Aaron. Let's blame everybody on the planet. It's our situation's bad. God says, no, no, your situation's bad because I want you to know without a shadow of a doubt that I am the God who will provide in all situations. God is the God of the powerless. God is the God of the helpless. May 18th, 1980. Mount St. Helens erupts in the state of Washington. Nobody believes what happens next. The blast is roughly equivalent to 10 million tons of dynamite. 500 times the power of the bomb that hit Hiroshima. 60 people are killed. Most by a blast of 300 degree heat traveling 200 miles per hour. Some are killed as far as 16 miles away. The initial blast is enough to kill, uh, kills enough Douglas fir trees to build an estimated 200,000 three-bedroom homes. Now, we could have used a few of those here, huh? He is the god of the volcano. I read that and I said, well, it did kill 60 people. That blast was much more than we ever imagined it was going to be. Blast was much bigger than anybody could have even begun to think it was going to be. Job. Book of Job chapter 26. Job 26 says, Then God answered, then Job answered and said, How you have helped him who has no power. How you have saved the arm that has no strength. How you have counseled him who has no wisdom and plentifully declared sound knowledge. Skipping down to verse 11. The pillars of heaven tremble and are astounded at his rebuke. By his power he stilled the sea. By his understanding he shattered Rahab. By, the, by his wind the heavens were made fair. His hand pierced the fleeing serpent. Behold, these are but the outskirts of his ways. And how small a whisper do we hear of him, but the thunder of his power, who can understand? God is the God of the powerless. God is the God of those who don't understand. God is the God of those who lack knowledge. God works in situations I will never fully understand. Finally, we reach Exodus chapter 6. Verses 10 through 13. So the Lord said to Moses, Go in, tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the people of Israel go out of his land. But Moses said to the Lord, uh, Seems like we already tried that, didn't we? Did we? No, remember the first thing Moses asked for was, Hey, Let's let's go let's go uh, let, let's go worship for a couple days. Now God says, no, no. Now you go in and you tell him to let us go. Now he's got to let everybody go. Moses said to the Lord, Behold, the people of Israel have not listened to me. How then shall Pharaoh listen to me? For I am of unclean lips. But the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them a charge about the people of Israel and about Pharaoh, king of Egypt. In other words, Moses doubts 
promise of God. Moses says, no, 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 you don't understand, God. I'm not in a position to do this. The person I'm dealing with is impossible. The situation I'm dealing with is impossible. God, your promise can't work. God, as I look around me, it seems as though the promise you made to me will never happen. Sometimes we feel that way, don't we? Sometimes we feel that way. God has promised freedom, release, and redemption. But how that promise will be fulfilled is anyone's guess. God says, I see the beginning from the end. I will set you free. God has promised, I will save you. God has promised, I will come again. And the situation may be getting more and more difficult. It may look more and more each day as if things aren't going the right way. It's the kingdom of heaven that's been promised to us. Not the, not the kingdoms of earth. The kingdom of heaven. One day this is all going to be made new. God says, believe in the promise, God's power to fulfill his promise to his people, I will never fully understand. How is God going to make this happen? What are the last, what are the events going to look like? How's it exactly going to happen? I don't know. Here's what I know. I know that I serve a God who has promised he will come again. I serve a God who has said, I will take you to heaven. You will be with me for eternity. I created you. I have saved you, I have sustained you, and I will come again. I give you my promise. I will make it happen. And I don't know how it's going to work. But I know he promised it. And because he promised it, I believe it is going to happen. God works in mysterious ways. God's power works in ways I will never understand. He works through people that I will not understand how he uses them. He works through situations that I have no idea how he was able to work in that situation, and he works to fulfill his promises in ways I never imagined. That's our God. The just will follow him, will walk with him, will live by faith. Please bow your head. Our gracious Father in heaven, thank you for this beautiful Sabbath day. Thank you for this great illustration, this great story from the life of Moses and the children of Israel that come what may, you will work for your people. You may use people that we don't comprehend. You may work through situations we never dreamed we'd be in, and you work always to fulfill your promises, quite often in ways we just don't understand. And so, Lord, rather than stare at the mountain, we're going to look up to you, the one who sees from above, the one who knows the beginning from the end. Lord, send your Holy Spirit into our hearts to strengthen us to walk with you by faith. We ask it, we plead for it in Jesus' name. Amen.
touch from you renew my mind do what you have to do make me a vessel you can use anywhere and any way you choose lord please use me renew me from you renew my mind do what you have to do make me a vessel you can use anywhere and any way you choose Lord please use me
That is Hattie Martin for LamarMinistries.com. A couple of reminders. If you are interested in uh, knowing more about Hattie's music ministry, we can get you that information. Just let us know. If you're, again, if you're visiting with us, make sure you pick up your gift at lunch either on the lanai or with one of our groups. We would love to get to know you a little bit better after the service. And now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for stopping by the Chat Show podcast. Hope you enjoyed today's program. Come back next week for another program for this Sabbath day. Thanks again. You guys have a great week. Aloha. Thank you for stopping by the Chat Show Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's program. Please remember to come back for more interviews, programs, music, and others that you might enjoy. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast or YouTube channel of Chat Show. And I hope you have a great day in the Lord. Aloha.